podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Will you ever be happy with your love? Will I ever be happy with my life? Uh, well, that was that's a larger question. Anyway, hello everyone. Welcome to Star Trek: The Next Conversation, the uh, world's number one podcast about Star Trek, hosted by Matt and Andy. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Uh, I was going to parse it out even more, but I decided I don't even know if that's true. There might be another Matt and Andy somewhere that. That's true. We're doing we a may, podcast we that's may be better. The, the number two Star Trek podcast hosted by Matt and Andy. Yeah. I mean, what if Matt Gorley and Andy Daly start doing a Star no, Trek podcast? Gonna be better than it's going to be way better. Yeah. Um, anyway, welcome. I uh, hope you're all enjoying your, uh, your solitude. <laughs> <laughs> you're Star Trek fans. You like a, like a, like a, you like a quiet read. You like a you like a good sci-fi show and some rainy weather? Sure. This might be all the doctor ordered to get you I don't know. What am I saying? Are you handling it well, Matt? I can't tell. Uh <laughs> we just got in a big argument about the order of the show. You'll all be delighted to know. <laughs> so, we are exactly the same. No no world crisis can affect our relationship. Nope, uh, but what does affect our relationship is uh, social distancing, guys. Uh, just, you know, Andy and I are probably three feet away from each other right now. Yeah, usually we're two feet away. Uh, and I feel distant, and it feels cold. Yeah, from me? You yeah. feel distant from me? Yeah. You're asking me how I'm handling it, and I'm telling you all about it. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's day-to-day life, for me, it feels like is the same <laughs> honest to god i guess your life is the same with or without coronavirus <laughs> it, like um, you're in your back room you're working like, on your guitars you're playing your video games it feels like nothing is different right now uh f- personally except i mean look i'd be i'd be at work i'd be at work this week but i'm not uh but you know hiatus was coming anyway I guess the fact that uh, as of, uh, I think we got, uh, what time is it? It's 9 o'clock. I think every casino in Las Vegas closes in like an hour. Oh, they're closing the casinos. Yeah. For, Those must be incredibly dangerous with the re- for a month. recycling of air. Yeah, and just like the close proximity to people. Like Imagine like being at every slot machine on the planet, just like every five yeah. billion people touching it. But if there's anybody ignoring all the the very logical warnings, it has to be the Vegas people, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, my mother went out to dinner this evening with my godparents in Florida. And I was just like, what are you doing? My, did, you, when did, you, did you fly down to Florida? No, my parents live in Florida. Oh, they live in Florida. Yeah. Oh. Hi, Mary. <laughs> um, and my dad's like, he's like, that's eh, probably moot, but I'm taking it seriously. Mm. Doesn't matter. They're out. They're going to bring it back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I had to. I had to uh, kind of not shout. Be very emphatic with my. I had a. I had the worst. Not the worst conversation. I had a lot of bad conversations with my parents. But this one was. Uh, 
My father called. He got a big uh, text, uh, all caps, um, saying, do not go outside. It is very dangerous for people in your age group. And and my father was like, Andy, I got this me- this text from you. I don't know why you're whatever. I'm like, that's not from me. That's from that's from my sister because I knew that she was the one who was <laughs> who had said something like that. She he goes, no, it has your name on it. Doesn't have her. I'm like, Dad, you misprogrammed my number in your phone. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Arguing about that for a little while, then I have to talk him through seeing that it's her number on it. Uh-huh. Then. I try to. It's an Android, not an iPhone, so I have to guess at some of the programming. Sure. Then I say, "Just dead. Go and get mom and have her bring her iPhone into the room where the speakerphone is on." I have to explain that for a little while. Then she comes in. I have her FaceTime and pointed at the phone. Huh. And even that, it's like, no, Dad, why did you go back? I thought you wanted me to go back to the homepage. No, just, just. And, and then he finally all, goes all in an effort to. To reprogram correctly, have your phone number. So that, because I phone. knew this was going to happen again, and it was a point where I was like, "Just forget this." And then I was like, "No, because it's going to happen again." So then I had to fix it. And then in the middle, he goes, oh, "I'll just take it to the Verizon store and have them fix it." I'm like, "No, the whole point is for you to not go out so that you're safe." This is the worst thing ever. It's a uh, it's an interesting time here in LA, like. Uh I mean, I don't know. What are you, are you doing anything differently? I mean, I suppose you do like to leave your house. Not, I, I don't. <laughs> part of the theme of the show is that I don't have much occasion to leave my house. I, I will say that uh, that definitely what it has done is it has removed FOMO from the equation. I don't think there is a date that I could be going on, <laughs> and I don't think there is a party that I might be at. Uh, so I feel like that. So I'm kind of like, all right, I guess I'll just play Red Dead Redemption. This is my, that's my life. I know that's your life, but you're Isn't happy. That like, you're happy with your regular life. But I feel like I deserve more. Life. Secunda deserves more, Matt. Oh, I just, I deserve to be happy in you whatever, are happy with in whatever that, way I can. I know, but that's what and I admire about you. What makes me you. happy is your ho- Your solitude. hobbies make you happy. Your guitars, yes. your yes. your Bond collectibles, yes. your <laughs> Bond collectibles. <laughs> whatever i'm collecting all the cigarette cards your stuff um yeah no i mean look I, I i i like certain things i will say that i have very recently uh i think i've run out of youtube to watch what the, how can that be i want that you're saying the i would say for the last, internet has a bottom for the last year and a half yeah i haven't watched television right i've only watched youtube uh-huh and i'm like i feel like i'm currently out of content interesting and nothing is nothing is nothing nothing appeases me anymore. Well, that's even I think I've watched everybody on YouTube talk about Star Trek, and it's like I've finished. Everyone's right. I've done it. Yeah, I've seen everybody say everything they were going to say about Star Trek. Is it all pretty repetitive? Uh, can be, you know, yeah. like all the theme park history videos I watch. But I like the stuff about Picard. Like, if you watch one or two of those videos, have you pretty much watched them all? Yeah, <laughs> or, or well, our it's interesting. Like people's opinions of these Star Trek episodes. I some of the people I'm like, the fuck were you watching? Uh huh. And then some of the people I'm like, oh, he knows it's not good. Yeah. Or he knows it's good. Right. What, depending on the episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, this is a very long-winded way to say, <laughs> if you want us to talk more 
guess what? There's plenty of opportunity, guys. Our Patreon is kicking into a medium gear. I'd call it high gear, but it is not high. It is medium. It's a medium gear. That's right. Threat level medium. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow alert. Uh, So here's what we're doing. Uh, Because Andy and I have time on our hands and uh, neither of us uh, yet have infected each other. Uh, As far as we know. Yeah. I mean, we could be carriers and asymptomatic if we are then we are only infecting each other um but uh those are real warnings by the way everybody should 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 abide by them yes you should all not stay home be running around like be careful people like lottie dying wash your hands and faces i've i will say i mean what is your hand washing ratio now is it like eight thousand percent yeah what it used to be yeah i mean it's insane i also i watched a friend uh do a do a tutorial on it and i'm like ooh. I don't know that I've been uh, I've been doing a doctor like scrub up. I've always done a doctor scrub. Have up. you? Yeah, really? in between like this, yeah, in between the fingers, down, and then and then, and then, and then, like then do you, do you do the like the fingers flat on the palm, the tips of the fingers flat yes. on the palm that gets the nails? You know why? Because why? when I was a kid, I wanted. to I mean, be I'm a, a cleanly person. I, I wanted to be a doctor when them. I was a child. You would have. You would have been a perfect doctor. <laughs> Just imperious what enough. What are you worried about? Don't worry about it. Oh, I don't know. The calming aspect would have been one side of it, but yeah. you definitely would have been super, super cocky and trying to lord it really, your knowledge over people. Really and, wanted to, uh, <laughs> you know, it was the height of ER. I was just like, this is it, man. I'm going to go yeah. be an emergency room doctor. Sure. Then when I found out it. you had to do a lot of, uh, you know, schooling and <laughs> I'm going to be a professional bullshit artist like, you know what? I'm going to never finish college and uh, go write comedy. I'll see you later. Um, But anyway, that is the Patreon, guys. Let's hear it. Here's here's the rundown. So, uh, Lieutenant's Level, uh, you guys are getting your Discovery. We're going to do two more episodes of Discovery this month. We're going to run through those just like we do TNG and Picard. Uh, Lieutenant's Level. And uh, we're also adding to that level... Enterprise. Andy and I have never really seen Enterprise. We're going to watch Enterprise. We're going to start with episode one of Enterprise. That's right. And that's what the lieutenants get. President Circle members, you get what the lieutenants get. And this month, Avengers Infinity War from Marveling with Matt and Andy. Uh, And we are adding everybody's seemingly least favorite no, Enterprise is below that, right? I don't count Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even consider Enterprise canon. Of the three? Of the big three. Oh, sure. Of, of the, the big, big three. Of the big three yeah. non-TOS. TOS right. stands on its own mountain. Yeah. Uh, Voyager, DS9, and TNG. Right. Voyager seems to be the least like. And uh, you know what? We're going to dive in and find out why. So... President See, Circle members. Of course, I don't feel that way. I, Andy and I, I love I, it, but I also have not. I only have seen the pilot. Let's see you get through four. Let's see you get through four seasons of that with Kess before seven of nine. How you how you gonna how you gonna react to that? I did go back and watch all of them, and I, I, I don't remember disliking it as much as I liked the beginning of it. But it's definitely going to be a classic first two years of Star Trek thing. Well, I don't know that Voyager ever got out of that swing. I see. I, they, they, I think they had a lot of highs and a lot of lows in I, all, every season. I think it got awesome. Awesome. Andy says it got awesome. I think he got awesome. I can't I'm not saying every out. episode was a home run, but that's we'll find out. Are they going to hit a single out of the gate? Are they going to hit a triple? Is it double? What's happening? I know I have to deal with the maquis. Mm, that's annoying. Definitely consistent triples minimally. All right. That's what we're saying. I don't believe it. We're going to find out in the president circle. So we're going to go through Voyager. So if you are president circle member, you're getting yourself disco enterprise. Voyager, 
and Marvel movies all in the same month. If you're a lieutenant, you're getting yourself Disco and Enterprise. What a deal. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC and uh, support the podcast. This is now Andy and I's job during the quarantine. <laughs> and then, of course, we're also going to be doing Picard every week. And then uh, the next two weeks. I guess, yeah. Picard for the next two weeks. And uh, we're going to try and we're going to try and get back on a. Yeah. Once Picard's done, we can just slide TNG back up in there. Slide back into TNG. And we're going to be doing TNG today, as you know. And uh, well, why don't we say, get right how, into it? I was going to say, how do they know that? But I realized that the title of the episode they clicked yeah, on. That would have been. That's all the information they needed. And they would also know from this. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Sure. It's middle of the road. I do not agree. I love this one. Really? I think this is the one that I fell in love with Ensign Rowe in. All over again? Or? Uh, no, and the, the first time. I, don't, I think oh. I saw this one originally. This uh. is This is how I knew Ensign Rowe before we started. So... Back in February of 1992. Yes, this this was this was what you were like. Wow, Star yeah. Trek: The Next Generation. I like this character. I'll never watch anything else. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it seems very strange because <laughs> it didn't turn me. Yeah, you're like, no, I like that. Nope, not watching any other well, episode. How many other episodes was she in? I feel like we're near the end of the Ensign Row run. Uh. She's, I mean, she's in seven. She's in season seven. So we're in season five. Oh, she is? So it's like... Oh, I didn't know that. I really missed the boat. You missed... Poor Michelle Forbes. Not much of a boat. I guess not poor Michelle Forbes. What does she care? Um, all right, Matt. We're ready to go into the Admiral's Club. Oh, boy. Anytime you like. Well, it's not up to me. It's up to the door sensor. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and join the Admiral's Club. Matt, how do you get into the Admiral's Club? Oh, I think he said it right there, Andy. You go to Apple Podcasts, you leave a five-star review, and uh, we'll read it on the show, and maybe, maybe you'll be welcome into the Admiral's Club. Our first is from Garth Fallon, who we heard from last week, uh, who also wanted to be in the uh, Admiral's Club, uh, and he was in the service, although I believe he might have been in the service in Australia. So, uh, But nonetheless, thank you for your for your service. Thank you for your service. Oh, God. <laughs> That's terrible. That's like Artful Dodger. Anyway, great podcast. Uh, this is more than just a great podcast with brilliant insights on Star Trek. It is also an audio commentary built on goodwill and hilarity. Keep it coming. Space, Mar- Space Marshal Garth. Thank you, Garth. Thank you, Garth. Uh, the next one is from Matt Lemke. I uh, hope I'm close on that, Matt. Hi, Matt and Andy. I was thinking about... Oh, wait. This is... I'm sorry. I jumped out of order. That's a that's a hail. Sorry. Ignore that. <laughs> you didn't hear anything. He's not in here. You'll be hearing from him in a moment. Um, uh, the, uh, the other Admiral's Club entry is from... You'll enjoy this one. The Traveler. <laughs> oh. Hello, The Traveler. How's Wesley doing? From uh, Hans NC. And The Traveler says, I got a tan and was in the Time neighborhood. I heard this podcast and was so impressed I went back to get Wesley. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Traveler. <laughs> Thank you, Traveler. Um, and with that, uh, we can enter the president circle. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Federation of Planets, President Circle. 
Look at the grandeur. No buffet in here today, guys. Thanks to coronavirus. Oh, even even in here, even in space. Oh wow! We must keep our social distance. They certainly must have uh, shields around us that can prevent the uh, the social distancing here in the twenty fourth century. What do they call them? They're called like something barriers, medical hypo, whatever. But yeah, sure. I'm sure they do, but we can't afford them. Hmm. Federation's um, cutting its budget. Our first uh, awardee is uh, Matt Lemke, who I just mentioned. Hi, Matt and Andy. I was thinking about how in Masterpiece Society, the concern was that having too many visitors would ruin their society. As shown in Insurrection, they have the technology to create huge holodecks. Seems to me that Jordy could have converted a shuttle bay into a holodeck, and they could have recreated the town in the holodeck, beamed up all the people while they slept, and then just sent them back after the, uh, uh, I think he... Shard, shard, shard. The uh, it was a, uh, it was a, it was the, it was the. Oh, the core shard that was going to right. The remnant of a sun, right? Passed, and the leaders did a damage assessment. Would have avoided all the contamination concern. Just thought. Cheers. Yeah, Matt but that you know, look the 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 Baku. That was that was because they thought they were pre warp civilization and were trying to duck blind situation them. You know, to not make first contact. That's why they were doing that. This. This civilization they didn't even know would be there. Yeah. They weren't ready to do that. I don't know how many hollow emitters it would take, Jordy, to install on that shuttle bay for that to work out. Yeah. It would have to be a whole new holodeck you'd have to build. It would have been a cool solution, though. Barkley would have probably been involved somehow. And you don't want Barkley involved? No, I always nervous. want Barkley involved in everything. I wish he was a regular <laughs> member of the show. Hey, somebody, somebody write this novelization. I want to see a novelization where Barkley is a captain of a ship. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I wonder if he ever leaves uh, Earth again after uh, Voyager. Do I know that? I don't think that we can. You love Voyager. I what know. did you not get to? I didn't get to the this seventh season. This is very season. confusing. The seventh season. But he's in the sixth and the fifth, I believe. Oh, okay. It's been a while. <laughs> um, Anthony Rideout writes us. Andy, this is another awardee, uh, Christopher Pike Medal awardee. Congratulations. Andy, reading, and Matt, listening. Uh, you, uh, gentlemen, if you gentlemen could pick out any two characters from the Star Trek universe to be the presidential and vice presidential candidates for the federation who would it be uh ending a degree of difficulty picard Riker is off limits thank you for all of your work on the pod uh i would probably i'd have i'd have sarek uh-huh. as the president oh interesting And Dr. McCoy is the vice president. <laughs> oh, the cantankerous discussions they would get into. I don't know if that's what a good... What a hoot. I don't know if that's a good ticket, but that is a good sitcom. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is my ticket. My ticket to heaven. Um, I would uh, I would go with Janeway as president, and I would go with Spock uh, as the vice... As You know what? I would go with him Secretary of State. I don't know if I would go. No one's him. asking you to fill that I'm out. Fine, then I would make him vice president. It's just you don't do anything as vice president. <laughs> um, interesting. You know, Janeway was in a Janeway. Kate Mulgrew was in a three-parter of Cheers where she was running for Boston City Council. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, 
There you go. She was also on Remo Williams. And a totally ineffectual part. <laughs> um, and that's your Kate Mulgrewman. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Croesh. Hope I'm close, Michael, says, thank you for your podcast. With Star Trek being all about hope and your stellar comedic observations and friendly banter, it's helped me through my divorce. Um, Michael, uh, it's helped me through the split with my wife also. So uh, I appreciate that, and I'm really glad that we have been of any service to you, both in that time and hopefully in this time. Andy, you're going to hate this, but I could not tell which part was the email and which part was you <laughs> this one is it's justifiable because michael and i have gone through the same thing that's <laughs> oh, right uh, that was a good time i'll just read <laughs> and friendly mandra has helped me through my divorce <laughs> michael i really i really feel you on that why um, wait why are you using a different voice for your voice <laughs> well i can't do that for michael's that's not fair uh okay daryl the animal noy says, hey guys, can you please play the inside baseball sound clip? Start thinking my, my, I'm mad about uh, something that would justify that. It's been a while since we heard it, and I miss it. Uh, I guess, Matt, you will need to talk for a while until Andy finds it. <laughs> Thanks in advance. Or we could just wait until it comes up uh, uh, organically in the show. Oh, I don't know that anything would come up organically in the show. There's a lot happening uh, in Conundrum, but none of it seems to be organically related to inside baseball. Is this something I should be worried about? <laughs> Is your monitor on the fritz? Oh, my God. That's your video card. Well, could be your display. Yeah, your computer is dying. All right. And I was going to get a new iPad, but guess what? <laughs> Andy, I, your inability to commit to new electronics is staggering. I was waiting for a new iPad to come out. You said wait. You told me to wait. You blame me for a lot of things that you created. Uh, well, that's only because I didn't want you to get it and then be sad when the new one came out, which I feel like you would be. I agree. <laughs> but like with the MacBook Pros, this is the dance. The MacBook Pros, you gotta you gotta bite the bullet. This is the dance Matt and I you gotta are bite perpetually. The bullet. You remember the what was it? It wasn't the black half black half white faces guys it was the um yeah it was the guy who was a double of himself and ended up fighting himself <laughs> in the uh in, in tos for eternity oh yeah, yeah 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 that's what you and i are well because you it's basically well i have been hot over a new computer me for, for so thing, long and then i say but you told me to do that thing and then you say i only told you to do that thing because of who you I, are that's yes, exactly and right. it's like well I, it's not my fault like i have advice for normal people and then i have advice for andy secunda they're very different advice because you react poorly all to different is, things you than can't other blame people. me for following your advice but i have been telling you to get a new laptop for how long um i don't know since we've been doing the podcast That's andy in case you're wondering everyone andy has a 17 inch macbook pro with a matte display a, a machine they have not manufactured since probably 2008 look i don't have money to just throw it is a 12 year old laptop it works fine. It doesn't. Your display is going <laughs> kooky in the middle. Except for the fact that it's clearly going to die you're any often, second. you're often like, why gotta, doesn't my sound work? What's happening? Now it's not coming out of the headphones. What? What is this? I gotta and I'm like, this shit up, by the way. That's your port, man. You got you to gotta, you gotta take care of that. Um, I'll but play. the beauty of that computer, right, Andy, yeah. is that you could back that thing entirely up to a, to a flash card right now. Because I bet you that hard drive is not very big. 
How big is that hard drive? Uh, it might be like 256 or some shit Whoa. like that. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that's like... Um, no, that can't be. It must be more than that. Let me see. That's less than my iPhone. That's that is funny. literally less than my No, it's 500. 512? Yeah, I guess that's so. That's the yeah. same hard drive. You have the same hard drive space that I have here. Yeah, in your iPhone? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's how old your computer is. Yeah. So Everybody. I'm like, I'm like Matt Frewer in that episode where he came from the past. <laughs> You're here to invent the iPhone? <laughs> You're going to take <laughs> yeah. it and go back in time? I'm going to charm everyone and be weird with Beverly. <laughs> sure. I'm well, get you call it weird, I call it flirtatious. And I think there was really something there. Successfully flirtatious. I think there was something there. I think they were in love with each <laughs> well, other. Well, clearly they were writing it that way, but yeah. I feel like it wasn't in the scene. Well, you know. Whatever the case. And. And uh, that's your Inside Baseball segment. <laughs> and that's how television works. Oh, that's not even the one I thought. I we're know. Play. I figured I'd save the other one. Oh, I guess I should give him the one yeah, he's expecting. He's asked for okay. It. Inside Baseball with Matt, Andy, and Captain Cisco. I should really try and justify it at some point. Anyway, um, uh, those. <laughs> oh, no, those aren't the hells yet. <laughs> We're not even at the hells. Let's get out of the... Uh, oh, gosh. Let's get out of the thing. Okay. Now, I'm going to officially open up the hell bag. Captain, we are being hailed. I did it. Now, one of our one of our big arguments, which Matt probably doesn't want me to talk about, was where does this go in the show now? And uh, we've decided it goes here now. Uh, for the voice hails, if you would like to contact us, uh, you can call 816-TREK-TNC. Um, our uh, Instagram and Twitter is at Star Trek TNC. The gentleman across from me is at Matt Myra. Uh, my Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. My Twitter is at Secunda. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC for bonus content. Oh, so much. And also, if you sign up now and you're like, boy, do I, I, need, I need some content, why not sign up? During this year, what are we calling it? Pandemic, global health crisis, quarantine, shelter in place. Pandemipalooza? Yes. You sign up now at the President Circle level. <laughs> we will keep you occupied for how many fucking Marvel movies have we done now? We've done from Iron Man through Infinity War at this point. We're doing Infinity War yeah, this month. So you'd have content. like 17 to 18 marvel movies to deal with and boy oh boy do we talk about them it's a good bet we are long-winded mm-hmm. um and uh for just regular regular old free hails you can send them to <laughs> sttncpod at gmail.com uh, if you can at this point please uh put in your in your subject heading um what it is regarding because we're doing so many different things at this point i gotta have some kind of way to sort it out uh, our first hail is from one of our lieutenants in, in the Patreon, mm-hmm. um, Eric Akawi, mm-hmm. um, who says, Matt, even though you'd never do a Star Trek cruise, we were talking about Star Trek cruise recently, Oh, you uh, should yeah. talk to your buddy Will about the Joko cruise. I think it would uh, be a lot more your speed. And if you ever wanted a retreat, you can go play slots in the casino. It's practically empty for the entire cruise. <laughs> uh, would I go on a Jonathan Colton cruise and... Just play slots at an empty casino. Is oh, that what the joke of Possibly. Hmm. I would possibly do that. But that also sounds terrible to me. 
Um, our next hail is a voice hail. I know how you love them. It is nice and tight, which uh, increase the odds of it being on. It's only 30 seconds. I guess what Andy's saying is keep your wind not so long. Yeah, not like us. We've got, I, 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 we've got at one and a half tell- to three and a half hours to yammer. Are you telling me that there are a lot of voicemails that you've just never played because we have No, no. Never- I listen to every single one. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. We've played- never played them on the podcast. Well, I mean, there are tons that I haven't played on the podcast. That's amazing to me. Yeah. I think voice hills should get priority. Uh, you always have said this, and yet your brain completely shuts down when it goes over 45 seconds. My brain doesn't. My brain shuts down when it goes over five seconds. <laughs> it's not forty-five seconds. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have that much attention span. I stand corrected. <laughs> um. I mean, but like you know, some of them can go. I mean, we do a lot on Excellent Adventure. Sometimes they go well over the three-minute mark, which is fascinating that people need to say something so much well i guess i have to i have to respect that um that i i don't know how to make something economical when i'm talking about it so um anyway here is uh here's cosmo um he's a good friend of the show he used to be livingston picard on twitter now he's oh, what is it oh you're gonna kill me cosmo i'll find it by the end of this hail here it is hey man andy it's cosmo uh, just listen to Masterpiece Society. Play the trailer for Conundrum again. I, I think that's Optimus Prime as the voiceover guy. Next time, I'm not going to do an Optimus Prime impersonation, but uh, yeah, listen to the, especially the next time on Star Trek: The Next Generation at the end. Didn't swear that come Colin, up at some point. Uh, Optimus Prime. Oh, did it? That's cool. I, I, uh, still, I don't need to play I it then. Still like the season one and two guy. He was so enthusiastic. Uh, all right. Uh, part of me thinks that that that's like in my head for some reason that Peter Cullen somehow voiced let's hear it oh wait that's not that's the uh, yeah you pulling it up I have it here I have it probably I'll just hit it stricken with total amnesia I don't know who any of you are I don't even remember who I am the crew about to watch. struggle to find their discuss. true identities you and I could be married. It's definitely Discover Optimus Prime. In the midst of an alien war. We've been ordered to cross into Lysian territory and destroy their central command. There could be thousands of lives at stake. Next time on Star Trek. The oh, Next that's generation. for sure him. Without question. How is that not? Autobots, you're in the 24th century. Uh, and uh, Cosmo's uh, Twitter is at Starfleet Panels. <laughs> Starfleet Consoles and Panels. Um, thank you, Cosmo. Our next hail is a delightful one. Uh, he said, vamping. Uh, and it is from uh, Matt. <laughs> Lemke. For, Did I already read this one? Yes. Well, we've, we've mentioned Matt Lemke three times in the show because you accidentally slid him into the Admiral the Admirals for Club. Then we gave him a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Yeah. And if he separately also hailed us, then quite frankly, he's hitting for the cycle. Did I read? Did I read the Jordy one? No. 
Wait, do you mean do you mean make it a holodeck in the shuttle bay? Yes. Okay, I read that one. Yes. Okay. Sorry, Matt, but you did get your name mentioned a thousand times. Okay. Uh, Beth Clark writes us. Hi, Matt and Andy. Just I see I what I I wouldn't have described that one as the Jordy one. <laughs> Would you read the holodeck one? Yeah. Or what was like, about Jordy's idea? Uh, the Masterpiece Society holodeck yeah that's probably what i would call it anyway <laughs> well we're debating semantics here we go <laughs> just a thought the performance of the guy playing aaron this is about also about masterpiece society uh when he was giving his speech to picard a la schwarzenegger reminded me of the frustrated shakespearean actor in that episode of fraser who couldn't get any legit work because he was typecast as tabor the android from a fictional sci-fi show but it turned out he was actually a dreadful actor who emphasized words in a similar way to this <laughs> guy right. or matt's impression of this guy that's right. Was this something from your Kevin Smith deal? Uh, probably, yeah. but also I'm remembering the episode. And it that was... sounds like a perfect episode for us to watch on this. Maybe that should be bonus content. On what? I don't know. Right now instead of Conundrum? No. All right, everybody. We're going to watch Frasier instead no, of no, Conundrum. No, no, no. Uh, also, there's a Starfleet protocol. This is about the kissing. Because um, that was disproved uh, about uh, Kirk having kissed. He only kissed 19 women, apparently. I don't There's, even remember what the bet was, but. I don't either. If anybody wants agreed. to write in, we I agreed will, to settle it up. I will pay it to Like Matt. this. Uh, there is Starfleet Protocol on interspecies hanky panky established in Voyager in a uh, in parentheses not so great episode mm-hmm. where Harry Kim basically gets an alien STD. I've seen this episode, so I've seen this episode. From memory, one of the things Captain Janeway says to Harry when she is yelling at him is that he needed permission from the chief medical officer before getting down. Oh, that would be crazy if that was the reality. Uh, there is <laughs> also a similar joke that in a later episode. That would be crazy episode. if it was the reality. A Voyager made by the Doctor to Neelix. It's in season seven, so I won't spoil it for Andy. See, she knows. But yes, uh, there doesn't appear to be an established protocol before that, uh, especially given Kirk and Riker's exploits. Thanks for the podcast, Beth. Um, what was your question? I mean, it feels like just due diligence. You you think it's... What if they... I feel like what it's, if it should either be a global thing of like, no, 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 no. hanky-panky with aliens, or... All right, just use your own judgment. I don't think, like, file and triplicate whether you're going to do it or not. It's not not a file and triplicate. It's from the chief medical officer. What if there's, like, something in human saliva or something that reacts poorly with the species and kills you? You make a good point. That's why you have to check with a doctor. It's not like it's like it's not like you got to check with Jim from Ops. But who is going to do that? Andy, unless Kirk, just in every every time they were going to go into a planet, like, and you know what I'm going to ask, Doc? Well, yes, you can kiss these. That's or why. No, you that's can't why kiss he these. beams bones down with every await. <laughs> you probably got a little. Also, that's why he's called Bones. He's got. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, I'm ashamed to be part of this podcast. Oh, no. Um, Matt. Unclear how he got the nickname Bones other than in 2009's Star Trek reboot. What do you mean? He takes care of people's bones. You think that's it? Yes, of course that's it. He's a he's a medical doctor. He's a doctor. He takes care of their, their, their bones, their, their innards. But you say, you're saying it like... <laughs> the nicknames for Doctor are Doc and Bones. I mean, you're not going to call them Bloods. You're not going to call them Kidneys. No, 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 I know, but you're just saying it like, it's so foolish not to think of that. Also, they probably call him Bones because he declares everybody dead. But I like, you know, I like the, ex- I like the Carl Urban explanation. 
What's the crawler of the explanation? He meets Kirk in that shuttle uh, on their way to Starfleet Academy or something, and he's like talks about his divorce uh, and how she took everything but his bones. Oh, that's dumb. That's really what it is. That's what she's. That's what he says. Uh, I don't like it. Mm, it's a lot you don't like about that. That's non-canon. Secunda's explanation is canon. <laughs> it's canon in the Kelvin timeline. Um, Matt, the hailbag is closed. Oh. Oh boy, if you'd like to hear your voice read as Andy's voice, go ahead and email us. Star Trek TNC pod at gmail.com. Please do. Is that the correct email, by the way? SDTNCpod at gmail.com. <laughs> That's the correct email. I forgot it. <laughs> Just making it up. Uh, now we do. Matt, I'm going to say, because you're sure you don't remember this day in Trek history, it is still I'm Too Sexy. By right said Fred. I mean, I just haven't been able to play a song in so long because uh, we never play whatever the number one song is for Picard. Because I was excited because there was a Prince song that was that was that was uh, in my research was up, but uh, the Prince song was just the top single, which is different. Than the oh song. well, so it's I'm too guess sexy. what everybody. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. Uh, guys, I just I just miss the '90s every time I hear this song. In the UK, meanwhile, "Stay" by Shakespeare's sister was still on the top five hits. Wayne's World was the number one movie, while "Line of Fire" by W. E. B. Griffin was one of the best-selling books. The cover of Entertainment Weekly featured Rob Morrow and Janine Turner from Northern Exposure with the title "TV's Cool Couples." And the cover of Time Magazine was "Vanishing Ozone: The Danger Moves Closer to Home." Uh, I saw Wayne's World in the theater. My mother took me. She did. I was, uh, what year was this, 92? I was nine years old. Yeah. And I said to my mother, what is a sphincter? <laughs> and she said, it's an asshole. And I said, ah, oh, there you go. Your mom, the nurse, was not ashamed. <laughs> nope. Uh, boy, oh boy. This song, really. For some reason, every week I hear it, Andy, it just gets a little better. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Probably not good. Uh, anyway, what else is it time for, Andy? What if that was one of the songs they sent up in the uh, in like the uh, the Voyager? It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the record. They wanted to, what did they put? They they wanted to put a Beatles song on there, but couldn't get everyone to say, okay, I'm a right. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. That's so dumb. Yeah. <sighs> Um, what a bunch of arguers! It's also guys. like it's also like <laughs> sue me. I put it on a spaceship. Yeah, seriously. Do <laughs> anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know what's next, buddy? Oh, so I hit it first. My favorite segment of all time. All right, you do. Frank Sinatra, cool. come on! Da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> time for Frank Sinatra, come on! <laughs> Fly me to Oh boy, what was going on with Frank Sinatra, Andy, in nineteen ninety-two, February tenth? Seventeenth. Today, Frank was resting up after the preceding night's closing performance on his five night run at the Desert Inn in Las Vegas. Yeah, baby. Hold my hand. The Desert Inn. Vegas is closed. It's so wild. I know, it's your nightmare. It's uh, the city that never sleeps. It's, it's a dystopia for you more than we have else. to. 
fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. Boy, oh boy, if this was a YouTube video, it would be demonetized. We don't own the rights to Frank Sinatra. Mm. Come on! All right, conundrum. Everybody's favorite episode. <laughs> Andy's favorite episode. <laughs> I didn't say it was my favorite. I just said I liked it. This uh, aired February 17th, 1992, and this was directed by Les Landau, a staple of TNG directing, teleplay by Barry M. Skolnick, and story by Paul Schiffer. After being scanned by an unknown alien ship, the Enterprise crew dis- members discover both their own and their computer's memories have been selectively wiped out. Though they can't remember their names or their functions, they've retained the knowledge necessary to operate the ship. Uh, they grope their way through some kind of structure. Worf assumes command. Data decides he's a bartender and ten forward. Ro feels attracted to Riker. <laughs> so Troy good. even more so. Finally, the ship's computer is able to provide them with the name, rank, and serial number. Among the bridge crew uh, is Commander Kieran McDuff, listed as first officer. The computer also reveals their mission. The Enterprise is part of a fleet. Decades-old war with the Lycians. Their current assignment to be conducted under radio silence is to destroy alien central command. Picard grows concerned, though, when the Lycian vessels they meet prove no match for the ship. His conscience finally forces him to call off the attack. Angered, Macduff assumes control of the ship. Worf stuns him with a phaser reveals Macduff is actually an alien. Dr. Crusher soon restores the crew's memories, whereupon the identity of Macduff as a Satarin, a race that's been at war with the Lysians for decades, despite their skill with computers and memory suppression, his race's weak weapons technology forced the thwarted hijacking of the Enterprise. What a wild premise. Yeah. Our weapons ain't so good, but we can do this. <laughs> Why not just fucking suppress all the Lysians' memories of their war with you, and the war is over? Well, I assume there's something that stops them from doing that. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Epsilon solar system. We are within sensor range. Maybe they have memory shields. Like uh, Professor X? Yeah. The characteristic response Magneto. To they live in Cerebro. Magneto. It's Magneto's helmet. Gen. They're all wearing Magneto helmets. since I've already taken both of your rooks, by missing that opportunity, you have left your king vulnerable. We'll see. As you wish, Counselor. How do you feel about this? Check. About her playing uh, chess, 3D chess, with all emotion? Data's not able to handle that. So you think it's legit that she can beat him? I think she can beat him at chess, yes. Interesting. I don't know enough about uh, chess. Probably that, probably once. Is it so that's legit. Like uh, I know that at this time it was it, it had just it, that that a computer had not beaten a, a man, but uh but eventually a computer. Yeah. But is it big blue? What was it called? Deep blue. Deep blue. Something. Deep, Deep blue something. Kasparov? Deep blue something. Yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. Uh B. Kasparov, correct, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I really like it. I like that I like that Troy is good at this and that she beats him mm. and that she knows she's going to beat him. I think it was, it's sort of more in the direction of 
what Troy should be that she Intriguing. often isn't to me. You have to divide- playing chess in a bar. That she's <laughs> she's competent in a way that that fits her. She's what we know about her when the writers decide she's competent. But I think this fits how she's how it makes sense she's competent. Whereas it's like. Like in the one where she takes command, it seems like she's adrift for most of the episode, and then she finally figures it out at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think she should have been less adrift the whole time, because emotions are her primary ability. So this kind of fits. It's just like, oh, she would be good at sort of, you know, um, the intuitive side of chess. Makes sense to me. But she's playing someone with no emotion. Yes. But I don't know. I guess it's new information. I'll give you that. But it, it, it makes sense organically to me. Completely unanticipated response to a classic attack. You will checkmate my king in seven moves. Data, chess isn't just a game of ploys and gambits. It's a game of intuition. She has faith in her intuition. You are a challenging opponent, counselor. Thanks. But don't think a compliment's going to get you out of our bet. You owe me one Sumerian sunset. What if she was like, oh, I thought I was going to do it in 12 moves. And David's like, oh, you weren't going to win then. Because, like, I feel like you're going to beat me in seven moves. Play it out. Don't just, like, assume that she's going to make the exact moves that will put your king in check right well i guess to him seven it seems like a lot of moves i mean part of his problem is that it's all a foregone conclusion to him so made hmm. in the traditional style but clearly she thought it out unless she's just faking it oh she sure is <laughs> she's just lying yeah like oh was i gotta oh. go <laughs> try as a cardboard box she shoves all those pieces in <laughs> i gonna win <laughs> i will honor our agreement Raise your arm to the side. Is that it? I'm afraid so. What do you think? Well, it looks like you tucked. Do you think that, um, that clothes, I feel like if you're going swimming in the holodeck, mm-hmm. do you wear a swimsuit? What's the point? What would you wear? I mean, because it's not really water, and you'll be dry the second you walk out of the holodeck. You know what I mean? Will you? I feel like we've seen yes, conflicting information you, on that. You, as of, as of, you know, post-Wesley throwing a snowball out the fucking uh-huh. holodeck, the water wouldn't follow you. When you should have flattened out. Something like that. Turn your head to the left. Oh. Some tearing of the ligaments. Nothing we can't take care of. Good. Tearing of the ligaments. She's being a doctor, Andy. True. She's, she's fixing she's, a person. She's fixing a person. She's being a doctor. Yeah, we should call her Bones. Better <laughs> <laughs> way. I do like the uh, sort of uh, popping about, seeing what everybody's doing. Yeah. Like, that's a nice way to start an episode. I agree. And it moves quick. Yes. Bridge. Do you mind if we discuss changes in procedure before you make them? If I had to come to you in advance and ask you to do it my way... I might have said... No. Yes, maybe. The point is I didn't get the chance. 
The point is, with all due respect, Commander, you are trying to turn me into your idea of the model officer. The rules on this ship do not change just because Roe Laren decides they do. I just love their relationship. Which is? I don't know. I love that it's kind oh, of a will is, there, won't they? I love that there's a there's a command issue. You know, it's like he's he's trying to be he's just trying to straighten out and get her to be by the book. She she makes some valid points about. The Do you chain know what it is? Do you know what you like about it? Because she's like Shelby, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a much lower ranking Shelby. Except I like her better. <laughs> we are picking up a subspace signal, Captain. Sensors indicate a small spacecraft ahead. I don't know. I like the head-to-head. I like the fire. I like the spikes. Within visual range. On screen. And also, you can feel the chemistry between them. Analysis. I think she's right when she later says, wow, we can feel the chemistry. You're really projecting here. I don't think so. She says it it in the show. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, I guess what I'm saying is, like, it never feels palpable to me between those two. Well, I disagree, and the show disagrees, Matt. Well, just wait. The show's got a lot of other ideas later. Okay. And you'll be like, what? Those two? (laughs) No discernible armament. Reading one life form aboard. Hail the vessel. All right, so it gets hit with a wild probe, uh, which essentially just is a flash of light, and then they all sort of forget what they're doing. Uh, and luckily, we've seen everybody already in place. Uh huh. And now we can sort of get with that. You know, they've forgotten because of the handheld cameras. I don't know. I guess that's how you'd act, right? How do I? Yeah, <laughs> I think I would. It would be fascinating. I don't. I don't even remember who I am. To what do you mean? To like wake up, or like to suddenly be in a room full of people and not know who anybody is, yeah. and also who you are? Yeah, you would definitely be like Worf and think you were in command. Oh, <laughs> uh, most definitely would be. <laughs> I wish this was not I wish the plot didn't trickle out this way and that this was the weirdest sort of way to add a character to a show ever and he just became the first officer Kieran McDuff yeah like they were just like I don't know some casting kerfuffle or something like that for some reason they had they were like we gotta bring in this other actor and he's gonna <laughs> and he's gonna be on the show from now on. You and, want it? And we gonna have to a be that? story? We haven't have a, To be honest with you, I didn't remember that aspect of this plot, and so I thought he was maybe just like a member of the crew that they were sort of gonna introduce for this episode, and then I assumed he would go away. But so I kind of, I kind of the thing that I was enjoying is, is the idea that he was a minor character that's maybe one of the background people that had lost his memory, so he didn't know he was a minor character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> Is sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm important too. There's a lot of fun like, they could have. In reality, you're it. not important. You're not one of the major characters. Uh, you just forgot. <laughs> I did. I watched, Andy and I watched this one together, and uh, it was funny watching his reaction to all of this stuff. 
Looks like we're all in the same boat. I think that the same starship. I noticed the stars out there. Who are we? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah. That looks like I'm the pilot. It's a very specific memory adjusting that they can we're leave all the technical now. information in there. That's why I feel like they could have done it to the to enemies the, to their to their to their enemies. Matt, they have memory helmets. <laughs> but you still Somebody's got to take one off. It's eventually. a planet of magnetos. Yes. This console is tactical configuration. Do you remember what a Klingon is? Yes. Phaser power status. Intruder scan torpedo guidance. But they do not appear to be operable. Clearly, we still possess certain skills. It would seem we know how to operate this ship. But our identities have somehow been erased or... Or suppressed. We are on the bridge. I love it. I think it's fascinating. No chances is our ship. Looks like you're the leader. Perhaps we should not jump to conclusions. <laughs> I am decorated as well. I it, think that seems to me that detect- just like such a spectacular little turn to do. Where Worf decides because he's got his baldric on, he must be the charge. Don't you love that though? Doesn't I do. It, I think it it's perfectly? great. I think it's so funny and great and organic and like makes sense. A status report. No voice interface. No interface. Period. Hey, got something. I've accessed the basic system directories. Why was Jordy up there? Can we get it? He was just at the engineering station on the bridge. Sometimes he hangs out up there. He does? Maybe he was chit-chatting with Worf. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen that scene. wonder if we're going to lose our memories later today. <laughs> Boy, why do you wear that baldric all the time, Worf? I don't know. <laughs> it makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> I like to pretend my How's power that? is in there. Thanks. I didn't even think. I just picked it up and knew how to use it. I must be a therapist. At least I have an idea of what I'm doing here. But what about me? We're obviously a swimmer. You're clearly a gymnast. From the swim team. <laughs> there must be a swim team. Maybe we're late to the meet. We're a battleship. You must work in cetacean so ops. This turbo lift system gives it's also interesting to me that like his ingrained personality, I guess all of their personalities are still there. Right? Yeah. It's so funny the to cards, me. Picard's who's everybody. Yeah. But but mainly discussing right now is Worf. Yeah. Who just instinctually just needs to know what their fucking photon torpedo compliment is and like yeah, it's like everybody's sort of like behaves like they themselves. Isn't that great? Yeah, love it. That sounds like the next logical step. We should start with the most crucial. It's also, I think first. it, a la good sci-fi, really asks some fascinating questions about about human existence and and personalities and like what's you and what's what's your history. Like, what's your image of yourself, and what is actually uh, just like a much the basis thinner of you? And super ripped. <laughs> no, this is your dream of. Who oh, you uh, are, what? Not who you are. I thought, like, when I plug into the Matrix, that's me. <laughs> that's not you. Right? That's your image of yourself. 
That was one thing that, by the way, always bothered me about The Matrix was that he was like cool as fuck before he was, you know, before he was in this, you know, it was revealed to him the real yeah matrix he was already like this cool hacker beautiful hacker guy yeah <laughs> so i think he should have had a boring life before and then and then the the uh the the shade comes but off then of his would eyes he be then... the one you know if he was just a boring dude they yeah. never would have found him. i think that would have been more interesting then well, if, if I the disagree. one was just a boring and i'll guy. tell you why i disagree because okay. i think the matrix is perfect the first matrix movie on its own as a sci-fi movie is just beautiful it's certainly amazing i don't know if i would say it's perfect. they they then went and ruined it with the other two there's still some good action sequences in the other two but then andy are you ready for four well now they shut it down for oh no i thought they were still doing it they were like one of the last ones up and running no damn you <laughs> think they should have kept going yes <laughs> jesus <laughs> look i feel the same way we all do but if anything's going to get done I know, I just... It's really an ugly feeling. I don't like being so out of control. Well, we're going to have to depend on each other if we're going to get through this. Like okay? they're being warmer to each other because they don't remember that they hate each other. We're going to search the ship. And also, well. but she, the status is removed and therefore she she's not as threatened by him and he's not as threatened by her. And also she doesn't have the background of being a Bajoran who was like in like Cardassian occupation oh yeah and has such a chip on her shoulder about that it's true um I think that if you remove that from her then they'd get along just dandily yeah seed <laughs> Worf took the captain's chair I want to get my hands on the computer core see if we can reestablish control from there Do you think they're like, why did Jordy come with us? This is awkward. <laughs> Don't you see the vibe between <laughs> us? Get them, them up and running. According to these schematics, the engineering computer core access is down that corridor. Weapons, propulsion, and shields are the priorities. We could be in danger of another attack. That's where I'll start. We'll begin our crew survey on decks 5 through 10. When you get those systems going, try to pull up the personnel files. It would be nice if we all had names. All right, good luck. Yeah, you too. I wish that there was a scene where they had to give themselves names. <laughs> like they're I'm just gonna like, call myself Babaloo. I'm Jim Jim. <laughs> Jim Jim. Uh, does Worf not go? None of this is familiar to me, but okay. It's like I guess it's so vague it's as to the what command. they have and what they don't. Don't fall. I'll survey to you. This ready room. Like, does uh, Worf go? Why are there fish in here? I guess I'd like. I would never have fish. Of deaths or injuries Ooh, among the crew. This, what is this? Tea? Why does this say to Jean Luc Picard from Frank? <laughs> I must be Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> oh, that'd be great if he started calling himself Jean Luc Picard. <laughs> well, I would recommend that before we prepare for combat, we try to access the ship's logs, find out who we are, what our purpose here might be. Well, I disagree. We must first make ourselves ready for battle. That is the highest priority. Engineering the bridge. It's also interesting is what it's saying about Picard is removed of his rank and knowledge of his position that he's not driven by ego because he doesn't really doesn't really like feel like oh I got to be in control. He's just suggesting what seems reasonable to him. However, he he kind of is cocky in some episodes. Uh, Isn't it a recurring theme? And it comes up in Picard a lot that his arrogance. 
Get rid of get rid of that. Get that out of your head. <laughs> no Picard. <laughs> but whatever the case, even prior to that, don't, isn't there stuff? About I would never consider Jean-Luc Picard arrogant. No. No. I think. Yeah, but certainly it does. It this this. I'll tell you what plays right here. This episode is, suggested, and it does seem like that's right on target in terms of his characterization. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, hard to say it's like it's weird right because he seems like he's a man who has no ambition yeah i guess his ambition is for the betterment of humanity but i feel like you don't become a starfleet academy a starfleet captain without having that ambition right i think that's i guess what i'm saying is john picard shouldn't be a captain (laughs) fight me no i think i think you're right i think that it's sort of like being a politician like no matter how decent the politician is you know they had to have a certain amount of narcissism and driving them in order to go after that because it's such an abnormal sure. thing to go after. Right. As is writing television. Perfect right. diagnostic on all command systems. A full like if we weren't good people that wanted to make people laugh offline, and so, so charitable of spirit. That's not us. <laughs> what have you found, Doctor? Not much. The brain scans I've run are unusual, but there's no damage to the hippocampus. That suggests that we still have our long-term memories, but somehow they're being blocked. Is it possible to bypass these normal pathways, to get at these memories some other way? That's what I'm hoping. What I need now is to see some normal brain scans for comparison. Is there any chance I can get the crew's medical files? No, we are currently running a full diagnostic. Computer (laughs) resources are limited. Medical records are our next priority. Thank you. Love the side eye he gives Picard. You mm-hmm. <laughs> wanted to run a full. Di- this guy plays this exact character later in the series. Is he? Yeah. Situation. So stay put for now. We'll be back in touch. Okay, sir. Thanks. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you mean someone who's worried? Like guy ensign who shows people their rooms, etc. So if everything were back to the way it was supposed to be, what do you think you'd be doing right now? I'd be having more fun than searching the ship, I'd imagine. Fun? Well, with that holodeck we just saw, I think I could conjure up an interesting program or two. Now that's disappointing. Why? You don't strike me as a man who needs a holodeck to have a good time. <laughs> that seems to come as so ADR. What? Well, that like didn't look like it matched up at all. Well, I loved it nonetheless. It should come as no surprise to anyone. <laughs> From this group? I did. I'll also say this. Might give us some insight into what happened. This not show is filled, not this episode, this series is filled, as we've commented on many times, with the stupidest flirting known to man. Just out of date, weird, white 90s guy perspectives on what it should be. This all seems great to me. All these, all these flirty interactions and and the the repartee between him and Troy and uh, Rose. So you would very give adult and this episode the award for best flirting. Best flirting, no hands down. <laughs> but there are two things that seem unusual. The bartender is an artificial life form. Can I get you something? <laughs> 
a beverage. That's funny. So great. And that's good comedy oh, thank you. that you set up yeah, that Data was making a drink when this happened. As well. So they just decide the that he's the bartender. The most powerful being on the show. I'm not functioning. So it's almost Hitchhiker's Guide level amazing. But it's also like, it's interesting too that like this, this uh, device they have that can remove information from a computer core can also affect Data's positronic brain. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, they're it's a very powerful weapon for people who can't make very, weapons. Right. You're 100% right. And it did occur to me during I'm going the, to mention something episode. else. It's like these people like seem pretty advanced for people who are I completely ineffectual the against their enemies. <laughs> the others don't. I have a very strong sense of what other people are feeling. At times, it's almost... There's something wrong. Love this, too. No. Just for a moment... You seem horny, but I could be just reading your feelings towards Ralph. Remember yeah. me? That's what I wanted to. Exactly. I wanted it to be I mean, like I don't know who you are, what he was feeling towards her. There's something about you. Bridge to survey team. Survey team here, go ahead. We have accessed the personnel files. Report to the bridge immediately. Here's also a side note. We're, We're going to read them aloud. <laughs> um, they. Uh, they all seem to know how the ship works and what decks are what, and yet Riker seemed kind of like, oh, on that holodeck, I could do this or that, like it was new technology to him. Yeah. Didn't really bump me when I was watching it. But he also, like, I don't know. Maybe there's a holodeck loophole where they could have found out who they were in the holodeck. Oh, yeah. Is there any list of the ship's senior officers here? The crew manifest is available. It's better than nothing. Give me the crew manifest. Commanding Officer Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Executive Officer Commander Kieran McDuff. Poor, poor Worf. They have to get so far down Executive the list. Executive Officer Commander William Wright. Huh? They have to get so far down the list Operations with Worf. He's going to feel so bad. Data. Chief Medical Officer Dr. Beverly Crusher. Ship's Counselor, Lieutenant Commander Deanna Troy. Chief Engineer, Lieutenant Commander Jordi LaForge. Security Chief, Lieutenant Worf. <laughs> Health so Officer, dis- Ensign Rolera. <laughs> so depressed. Wow. Commander. That's the senior staff. I guess that is why it only had those seven PA people in there. I don't know. Enough. Have the other officers listed here report to the bridge. Aye, sir. Your next priority will be to retrieve any information you can about this ship's mission. Contact the operations officer to assist you. Aye, sir. He's in 10 forward, waiting tables. <laughs> Captain. He's really serving drinks, not waiting tables, I'm just saying. I regret my recent behavior. I assumed an attitude of authority... That was unwarranted. Mr. Wolf, we're all doing the best we can in a difficult situation. Think nothing more of it. Thank you, Captain. It is, I guess it makes sense, but it is interesting that Picard doesn't miss a beat. He's like, oh, I'm in charge. Then I'm going to act like I'm in, like I'm totally comfortable being in charge. All you had to do was tell me I was in charge. I think he knew he was in charge. You think so? But let Worf has his, because he probably was like... The, the di- it's the diplomat in him. Yes, yeah, and yeah. also like the way that Troy feels that there's something between her and Riker. Right. I think Picard felt like there was something in him that was 
telling him to say no right. to Worf. Yeah. But he was like, I feel like I always say no to this guy. I'm just going to let him do it. <laughs> In this one situation. <laughs> this is why I love the 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 Roe Riker thing. Because it's, it's like that was in their heads the whole time and of course all this other stuff was stopping them and so then I don't know it's just fascinating you strip it away and she's like yeah you just strip it away and then just two attractive Hollywood actor types of course <laughs> sure I guess, I guess that's true Enterprise. we are part of an organization called United Federation Planets in my head I'm imagining Planets. that would happen to me and I'm like no that wouldn't happen to me <laughs> nope I'm not a Hollywood actor guy you'd look at me I am go, a Hollywood actor I guy think I'm just I, not a I think I feel like I should podcast with you I don't know why I have feel like with who? I just have this feeling Alliance. that I'm uninterested in you <laughs> You don't have to say that aloud. <laughs> Disrupts a starship's computer system, as well as the mental functions of its crew. That's what happened to us? Mr. LaForge, do we have any record of our current mission? Yes, sir. We're approximately here. We've been ordered to cross into Lysian territory and destroy their central command. This is it. The nerve center for the entire Lycian military operation. Captain, there's been a great deal of damage to our computer system. Maybe we're not getting the correct information. What are you saying? Maybe we're not getting the... No, I I heard you. I'm asking you to phrase it in a different way. I'm sorry. I don't understand things yet. I feel your emotions, (laughs) though. You don't have any. You and the android. We're the linchpin to the operation. If we don't destroy the Central Command, the entire effort will fail. He's right, Captain. Our choice is clear. (laughs) Worf is yelling like a lunatic. I was kind of disappointed that they figured out their ranks and it seemed to solve so many problems so fast. I kind of wanted them to But, you know, if they inherently understand how the ship works, then they must inherently understand the military structure of Starfleet. That doesn't mean... But it seemed like it threw them into a slight amount of disarray that they didn't know who was in charge and what the ranks were. It only felt like disarray because Worf's a bad captain. (laughs) (laughs) He is at this point. These are your quarters. Thanks for your help. Come in for a minute. Everybody's so free in the future. <laughs> There's no doorknobs. They're never going to get coronavirus. <laughs> Lucky ducks. <laughs> Recognize anything? It's like it belongs to someone else. Nothing feels right. This room, this ship, most of all, this war we're fighting. I don't imagine war ever feels right. (laughs) I don't know what war is. (laughs) What a line. I don't imagine war ever feels right. (laughs) You seem familiar. You're the only thing that does. Can you remember anything specific about us? I don't know. It's, it's more like remembering an emotion. Feelings that you're somehow associated with. I hope they're good feelings. Yes, they are. 
I feel like he's... This entire situation is a little bit unnerving. I love that everyone... If the crew forgets who they are, they all want to fuck Riker. <laughs> sure. <laughs> goes right going back to your thing. Of course they want to fuck Riker. I know I didn't get the wrong room. I just didn't like the way my quarters were decorated. And I love that they use the pretense to get into sexy times with all these characters. Because it would be insane the other way. <laughs> really? For all we know, you and I could be married. For all we know, you and I could hate each other. <laughs> sort of exciting, isn't it? We just don't know. We might regret this. Regret what? Aren't you being a little presumptuous? Like I said, this is Andy's award. I just didn't for like the way my quarters were <laughs> Maybe we should switch quarters. Maybe we should stay right very here frank. and see what happens. What if I snore in my sleep? Also, they're not overplaying it. You're gonna get in these sleep. Like an, every, any Troy romance is just like it's it's, uh, it's like a soap opera. It's because so irritating. It, it inherently has to be emotionally heavy, right? Because her character. This is just two people who are having fun. <laughs> That's all Andy wants, guys. Come on, he just wants two people having fun. Also, baby. It's, just, it's just very adult. It's uh, weird chips. for a show written by adults. I'm aware of that, Commander. Tactical analysis, Mister Data. Okay. Childish. Destroyer has minimal shields. They're no match for the Enterprise. Captain, the destroyer is hailing us. Open a channel. No! Their new weapon. Whatever it is that erased our computers and our memories, maybe this is how they do it. Over communication channels. It is conceivable, sir. It's also possible they just want to talk to us. Should I make I everyone drink, respond. sir? Captain. The no, you're not the again. bartender. If you're wrong, it could mean our destruction. We can't take the risk, Captain. The Lysians have stopped transmitting, Captain. They are powering up their disruptors. They have locked onto us, sir. Full shield. Shields up. Captain? No match for the Enterprise, but it'll make our shields shake a lot. Yeah. Like... That just blows out of the way. I mean, it's an interesting episode. uh, Maybe I was uh, inappropriately middling it when I said that thing at the beginning of should they watch it. it, But it's weirdly not one that I rewatch very often. Hmm. Well, hopefully it'll come to to really think about this. This is really going to be an interesting Andes. Look at how fast you're doing that. You must have been one hell of a bartender. You know, it's too bad there aren't more of you around. We could certainly use the help. I wonder why you're the only one on board. Do you have any impulse to kiss a human? I've expended considerable <laughs> thought with respect to my apparent uniqueness among the crew. Just ask it. Any conclusions? Several possibilities suggest themselves. I may represent an entire race of artificial life forms. If so, there may be a home planet for others of my kind. There is. Shared- You're going to see it. What if Data went to his quarters and Jordy was there in, in a bathrobe? <laughs> we both know what we're feeling. We might be married. <laughs> I, I suppose that could be accurate. <laughs> for, for all you know, Data, we could be married. I have no evidence to the contrary. Um, but, you know, do you think he's, like, really, do you think he's teeing up, uh, 
conclave of eight, Picard here. Oh, Expended considerable thought with respect to my apparent uniqueness among the crew. Any conclusions? Several possibilities suggest themselves. I may represent an entire race of artificial life forms. If so, there may be a home planet for others of my kind. Oh, crazy. A shared history and a culture of which I am not presently aware. Then again, you could have been built mm, just wow. for this ship. I have considered that possibility as well. It may also be the case that every starship in the Federation is equipped with an artificial life form such as myself. Hmm. If that's true, maybe you all look alike. A standard issue android, hard to construct, so only one allowed per vessel. There is another possibility. Perhaps my origin is unique. In that case, I am alone. That's sad. Or you have two brothers, one called Jeffy, <laughs> the other called Lore, who's super evil. Uh, Didn't mention that one, did you, Dave? I love that Riker's staring at his diploma from Starfleet. <laughs> There's the proof. I belong to Starfleet. Come in. That would be a very cool prop to have. Yeah. Will Riker's fucking Starfleet diploma. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) In case anyone's wondering, that is described as a jaunty melody (laughs) in the the whatchamacallsits. Can't deny it. That was very jaunty. Uh, There's any extra scenes in this. Do you think out. that either of them, like, at any point are going to be like, well, maybe we're all married? <laughs> like, Riker, it, what it Riker was like, like, it was leaning into that. Maybe we're all married. <laughs> Look, we don't know. <laughs> Counselor? Ensign. It's the 24th century, guys. Am I interrupting anything? No. No. I was just visiting. Um, we'll talk again soon, Commander. Of course. Thank you, Counselor. Bye. And what was all of that about? Oh, we were just discussing the situation we're all in. Mm, good. Because I have a feeling that I used to be the jealous time. There's an awful lot of free time for the senior staff during <laughs> this during this uh, <laughs> crisis of war slash we don't know who we are slash well, they are fighting a completely ineffectual enemy. <laughs> yes, but they're also a little too much time. <laughs> so they're just biding their time memories. until they destroy some pacifists. <laughs> Skills are still in place, but personal knowledge is unavailable. It is consistent with what we know about the new Lysian weapon. Doctor, is it absolutely necessary to see the medical files to attempt treatment? It would be dangerous to do without them. It's a risk I think we have to take. He's right, Captain. I volunteer for the procedure. (laughs) Uh, Here's how bad of a doctor she is. She can't tell he's an alien in human skin. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I guess if she's not looking for that. Or if the part of her brain that he just detects aliens is blocked. Maybe they did the uh, maybe as a as a preemptory thing. They did uh, this memory removing thing on Beverly several seasons ago, and that's uh, that's what she's been missing. She went to uh, she went, when she went to Starfleet Medical during season two. She uh, had a memory uh, wipe. Yeah. Fundamental doubts whether or not it can be justified. This is very I've been Picardy. Myself the same thing. I'm sure our superiors feel their orders are justified. Orders we can't even verify. 
orders we can't ignore. But I also can't ignore that we have greatly outclassed the one enemy vessel we've encountered. And that every single possible shred of information which might shed some light on this situation has been conveniently eliminated. I feel as though I've been handed a weapon, sent into a room, and told to shoot a stranger. Well, I need some moral context to justify that action. And I don't have it. I'm not content simply to obey orders. I need to know that what I'm doing is right. So do I. I'd feel a lot better if all the questions were answered. And if you want to abandon our mission until our memories return, that's your choice, but... I must ask you. Is it right to risk prolonging this war? To allow the needless deaths of thousands on both sides? Solely on the basis of our moral discomfort? I feel like this comes up a lot in Discovery. What? I don't know. Think of like we're just prolonging the war, and therefore. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say uh, shots of people walking to a window. No, <laughs> that also comes up. The cool shot. Yeah. How often do you see that? Uh, you know, he gets turned to a Borg, and then he's got a weird thing on his face. It's like you see it like four times ever. Come. You think that was a practical? That's a practical part of the set that they could just shoot from the inside, or you think that's an effect? Uh, practical. They have a window there anyway, right? Why that's wouldn't they just think. put a wall in? Um, wait a minute. Do you have an answer? No. Oh, that is the so very practical reason. is uh, is when it's on the set versus an effect, which is added later. Inside baseball. That's it. <laughs> Our captain is undoubtedly an accomplished diplomat. But we, we are the warriors. There are times for diplomacy. This is not one of them. You're concerned about the captain. I am concerned about completing our mission and ending this war in victory. We may soon face a critical moment. The success of our mission may hang on a split-second decision. A hesitation would kill us all, and those that are counting on us would surely die as well. We cannot let this happen. That is, that is a line that someone had to probably read in an audition. That, quite frankly, is never going to sound good coming out of anyone's mouth. <laughs> like listen to it it's like it sounds so hammy we may soon face a critical moment the success of our mission may hang on a split second decision a hesitation would kill us all and those that are counting on us would surely die as well <laughs> is it more hammy than a lot of the things happen. in the show uh I, maybe it's the delivery yeah uh, it feels like uh Feels like uh, Easter Sunday over here. That's how much ham I got. Ooh, I uh, that, that does Battle bring stage. up um, that this guy, uh, you all be delighted to know, uh, did have a Secundus claim to fame. What? <laughs> Secundus claim to fame. I know him from something big. 
All right. It's a hilarious anyone, one, anyone, Anyone who's new to the show, uh, maybe came over from Picard, this is a segment where Andy <laughs> knows him from something big. Knows an actor, actress uh, from something uh, that is big only to Andy. That's exactly right. And this one's exactly in that category because I know him as Ellen's boyfriend from 30-something. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Seidel. Oh, classic Billy Seidel. <laughs> and I really don't know that I know him from anything else, so I'm sure I've seen him in a billion things. This guy's had a long career. Is he even working to today? Could be working right now. Probably not. Everything's shut down. No. Oh, we never saw oh, was. He, this guy was in Bosch, buddy. Nice. Phil Gentry. Any memory? No. There you go. It's a nice shot of the Enterprise, too. We have yet to encounter any battleships. They may lie ahead. Load all torpedo bays. Ready phases. Aye, sir. This is good. This is a good. Yeah, good effect. Good looking stuff here. Yeah. Five, five seconds. Phaser banks ready. Loading torpedoes. What are the defensive capabilities of the Central Command? Armaments consist of four laser cannons and oh, here's a question: cobalt fusion warheads with magnetic. To to add to your your poking holes at the uh, the aliens' plans, mm-hmm. why didn't Kiernan just make himself the captain in the computer? <laughs> or why didn't he just say he was the only one that had his memory if he couldn't figure out a way to alter the computer? Um, boy, that's. Maybe every time they tried that, everyone was like, "You're not the captain." <laughs> They've done this you're, before. You're not the. You're not the captain. <laughs> you're Billy Seidel, Ellen's boyfriend. You're Ellen's boyfriend for thirty something. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? It's thirty something. No, it's thirty something. <laughs> thirty something. <laughs> Mr. Wolf, open a channel to the Lycians. Delay that order. This is where he gets a little cuckoo. <laughs> Something wrong with the captain. I'm taking command of this vessel. Fight so much all time weapons. on this plan. Mr. Worf. Fire all weapons. <laughs> Whoa. So throws down Worf. Yeah, really. Worf always takes the By the way, I like, that, I like that Riker just gets up with a phaser in his hand. Yeah. These aliens are strong. Another reason why didn't he just take over the bridge? Unclear, unclear what his species is under there. Did they kill him or just stun him? I feel like they just stunned him. Oh, that's weird, huh? Captain <laughs> Do you remember what that thing is? No. Dr. Crusher has been working steadily and has restored the memories of most of the crew. The Lycians have identified Commander McDuff as a Sutteran, an alien race that's been at war with the Lycians for decades. I have... I've conveyed our deepest regrets to the Lycians over the tragedy of their lost ship and crew. That wouldn't have made up for it. Probably doesn't. Alter our brain chemistry, manipulate the computers. It's hard to believe he needed the Enterprise. The weapons technology was no more advanced than the Lycian. One photon torpedo would have ended their war. At least they they put a hat on it. Why not not just steal a torpedo? (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. I'm the only one that remembers our mission. I'm going to take this torpedo. Okay. See you later. <laughs> Bye, Kieran. Bye. <laughs> all I remember is that I need this torpedo. And I like that it ends this way with the with the two ladies talking. Riker's uncomfortable. He doesn't know what's no. happening. I was hoping to run into you. Please, sit down. Good. Uh, he's so well, uncomfortable. Some good eye acting by uh, Frank's there. The, the he's so uncomfortable that he didn't do his Riker sit. <laughs> when you have no memory. Of who also, you are, by the way, it was because of a back injury, you right? That he does. I think I read somewhere that he it was because of a back injury. That's the Riker sit. And uh, he, as he was sitting down, he goes. I've, I've not. Uh, I've not heard that. I've seen him sit many times in person. <laughs> I've never heard him make that grunt. Although I make it every time I get up. Sure. Andy's left hand is furiously typing Frank's back injury. Yeah. The counselor tells back injury. me that at times like that, we might do the things that we've always wanted to do. She said that? Caused by a job moving furniture. Valid. We should ask Frank's about that. Commander, don't worry about it. As far as I'm concerned, you and I have shared something that we will treasure forever. Well, I'm a little confused. Well, if you're still confused tomorrow, you know where my office is. Too. It's a nice subtle touch. He's sort of happy that he hooked up with Ro, but he's still weirded out. And he doesn't like, know where he stands now. Awkward. Yeah, it's all done. I've never seen someone's it's face. Really? I mean, if you compare that to so any of the clearly. other fucking weird ass Troy relationships, like what a subtle, nice uh, thing. Love it. Love it through and through. Most valuable flirting. Most valuable flirter. <laughs> I would say Roe. Hmm. I would say Worf. <laughs> what? Worf doesn't flirt at all. <laughs> It'll be Jordy next if it's anybody. Um, all right. Let's get to most valuable crew member. Here it is. Just remember that this podcast is free. Matt, he's like his eyes are, are moving around like data. I mean, it's Patrick Stewart, I guess. It's Captain Picard. Um, comes up with the final. B. I guess he's the one who decides not to. He's to stand up to the guy. Yeah. Um, you could you could say Beverly because of her. Participation, getting their memories back. And not knowing that that was an alien yeah. under there. 
<laughs> I guess you can't give it to her. Oh, you could give it to, to Riker. He's the first one who stands up and shoots the guy. This, your commander, your brain is not in your head. It's in your chest. <laughs> That's weird. Anyway, uh, it's not working, so. Yeah, it's Picard. Um, okay. The Andes. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. Oh, man, I really like this episode. I think even going through it, I like it even more. I feel hesitant to give it... What do you want to do? Do you want to go first or second? <laughs> it's up to you. I don't care. I almost feel emotionally like it's a nine and a half for me. But <laughs> Then give it a nine and a half. No but one's going to take the I wish nine I could and a half re- away from I you. I wish I could remember offhand where Best of Both Worlds landed. I think we gave it a ten. Did we give it a ten? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. <laughs> I mean, it's look, it's it's it's. it's I think it's an almost perfect episode. I, I think it's a perfect sci-fi concept. I think the characters are totally true to themselves. I think it's funny in the right way. I think it plays out in a nice way, and I would kind of take off a half, kind of for the stuff we're talking about. Is sort of the setup with the alien plot is a little bit dodgy. I give it a nine and a half. Uh, I would take off. A point and a half for that and make it an eight and a half for me that's fair um i mean i didn't it's one of these episodes where like i don't have a ton of problems with it yeah we sort of breeze through it yeah which happens weirdly when i find episodes to be very neither good nor bad right but you were enjoying everything but i'm enjoying saying. it this, yeah. this is the weird this is the right conundrum the- Oh, maybe that, that's what they meant by it. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a 10. It's about your experience of it. <laughs> no, but it's really interesting to me. Like, I, 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 on paper and sitting here with you, it should be like, this is a 9 or 10. This is a great episode. I didn't have time for it. But for some some reason, I just got to give it an 8.5, maybe even an 8. I'll give it an 8.5. You know, I almost am inclined to sh- kind of shave it down to a 9 because one thing that is occurring to me is like, it's not like you almost kind of, I almost kind of want to save the 9.5s and 10s for this is exceptionally this is, inventive and different than an episode. But then you're never going to get that iPad. If you're always saving that 9 or 10 for something that might come. Well, we did for Best of Both Worlds, as you yeah, said. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, Get another iPad. Give it out. Give it nine and a half. Give I'm gonna. It a nine. I will say Whatever. this: judging it on the inventiveness, I would give it a nine. But judging it on really how we should be judging it, which is how what level of TNG episode was this? I'm gonna give it a nine and a half, and I'm sticking with my nine and a half. Yeah. Uh, weird. So it feels so middling, and I watch it, and I didn't have that many problems with it. But I, I don't know. It's very. It's an interesting episode. I and I, I think I possibly I don't rewatch it often because of the guy that plays Kieran. <laughs> he really bothered you. I don't know. Whatever. Eric Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Hey, what's that from, Matt? That's from The Matrix. That's correct. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thank God we got that settled. Uh, time to watch a, a trailer for next week's uh, episode. Let me get ready to go back I, into well, the... Next week's episode will be... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Picard. Right. Episode 9 of Picard. Wow. But we're not playing that trailer. We're going to play the next uh, TNG trailer here, which is Power Play, which is an episode I remember not liking. We'll find out if I'm correct. 
pull up the Patreon in the meantime. Uh, you will, I will. I don't know how to do it. I'll do it. Uh, maybe you can find the trailer and I can do that. Who knows? Yeah, I'll do the trailer. Oh, everyone, look at that. Yeah, see what I found it already. All right. <laughs> On the next Star Trek. I wonder who's going to be this time. An evil force is waiting to attack. Back to the original guy. They're coming. In a deadly plot to possess the crew. Everyone, get down on the floor. Now, trusted allies threaten a savage takeover of the Enterprise. Oh, robot, I have no fear of death. And I have no fear of killing you. Who will survive huh. this shocking act of mutiny next time on Star Trek The Next Generation? A lot of mind con- mind control, mind manipulation episodes in a row. Yeah. That's a, they don't seem to care about exactly, that. Exactly, right? They just sort of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or, I don't know, they get produced out of order or something? or it's, I don't know. It's very, I literally have no idea what's happening. It's in my very life. odd. Usually in television, they're careful about that. And that's how television works. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Not really. Oh. Anyway, I guess Andy, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take another step back, back to the future. No, back to the president's circle. It's right through this door. Boy, what is going on in here? I don't have anything queued up. The Hollow DJ's asleep. Uh, it's really just going to be anybody's guess what the Hollow DJ can even pull up at this point. Needs to be something that we can talk over and something that YouTube recommends to me. It looks like it's going to be nothing. Oh, Frank, sure. Yeah, I saw Baby Yoda. Are you going to watch Mandalorian while you're on break? Probably not. I said break when I'm talking about the world crisis. What <laughs> <laughs> about the break of the world ending? Fly me oh, yes. Hollow DJ. Let Doing it right. Let me play among the stars. Let oh. me see Why what the spring is like company? on Jupiter and Mars. I see. In other words. Oh. So if you're a President Circle member, we... Uh, Say hello to you every month, and with a big old, with a big old thank you. Uh, so here we go, everybody, in no particular order, or in the most particular order, <laughs> alphabetical order. Yeah, well, it's alphabetical by presidents. So, all right. And here we go. Amber Schmidt, thank you. Anders Peterson, thank you. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Derek Atkinson. Jet Jurgen. A werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Uh, Adam Dunn. Adam Rogers. Uh, Adrian Carter. I skipped one. I skipped Adam two. Adam Sullen. Oh, my God. Adrian Bing Clark. Uh, Elena. Uh, Alan L. Alex D. Gesslin. Oh, Ale- look at this. Alexis Borsier. Amanda Bootwell. Uh, Amanda Murphy. Lieutenant Amy Giles. Uh, Andrew Gibson. Lieutenant Andrew Ingram. Andrew McClure. Lieutenant Andrew Michael Barber the First. Andrew Polkring. Andrew Witzel. Andy Puckett. Angel Rivera the Third. Anthony Rideout. Anthony Trepicione. Thank you. <laughs> Assistant to the regional president, Ray Ching Pang. 
Oh, I skipped Asher Mercer. Aussie Andy. Ugh, Barry Wallace. Ben McClarty. Uh, Barry, I didn't mean to say your name like that. I was just fresh with myself about previous <laughs> I just I just wasn't saying anything because I wasn't sure if they didn't want their <laughs> no, name. No, no, right. no. Ben Roach. Beth Clark. Oh, Beth Clark. You had a you had a hail today. I don't think I gave you credit for a Christopher Pike. Uh, wait, is she? Uh, yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's for, eligible. For uh, Beth, you have a retroactive uh, Christopher Pike Medal of uh, Valor. Congratulations. Big Mother Trucker Matthew Wipert. Brandon Davis. Brandon Callinger. Brett Jarrett. Brett, Brett Euler. Brett, Brian Hellman. Brian McDonald. Brian Stokes. Brian Rewinkle. C.D. C.C. Sadler. Caitly M. Carmen DeHoog. Catface Chad Fate. Carolyn Land, you skipped. Why am I skipping people? I don't know. Uh, uh, Chad Wavel Jimenez Dax. Uh, Chip Beeping, uh, Chris Allen, Chris Casimiro, Chris DeQ, De- Chris DQ. Yes. Chris Dybel, Chris Leopold, Chris Love, Chris Nedgewitz, Christopher Colbert, Christopher Montoya, Chuck Day, Claire Powells, Cobalt, Cody Wappenkamp, Colin McKeon. Command Master Chief Robert Garrison, Cosmo Moore, CPO Ernest. By the time you read this, I'll be on the cruise. Castania, oh, you were not on the cruise. You got back from the cruise, and I got to know more about it. Dak Pay, Dan Billing, Dan Kostelik, Dan McLeod, Daniel J. Permit, Daniel Perez, Daniel St. Louis, Daniel Stenrod. Darren Gleaton, Darren Deshong. Thank you to Daryl the Animal Noy, also uh, mentioned at the top of the pod. Uh, David Marquez, Derek Hawkins, Derek Westover, Diana Martin, Doug My, Dim, Edward Ander, oh, sorry, Edward Andres Acevedo, uh, Elizabeth Brandt, Elizabeth Simpson, Elizabeth Story, Emily Eldred, Eric B, Eric Shirkliff, uh, Erica Vanover, Eric Mon, Aaron L, Fran Gay Zerjus, uh, Fred Coppersmith. Frederick Ballou. Ballou? Fred, yeah, sure. Frederick Rombaus. Frederick Owa. Galactic President Andrew Reeves. Gareth Case. He's the president of the whole galaxy. That's pretty nice for him. No, he's not the president of the whole galaxy. I'm the president. No, Jerry. What's that? He's the president of the whole galaxy. This guy's just Federation president. I see. So you see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. He's now. in charge of all of us. Gotcha. Uh, Jerry Canavan, Glenn Wakeley, Grand Lieutenant Admiral, Grand Admiral Matuine, Lieutenant titles going Grant, <laughs> Grant McGuire, Lieutenant Greg Lada, Lieutenant Gwethelyn Williams, Heather Nelson. Her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand. Hooten Waddle, uh, <laughs> Hubert Arutia, Ian Buckley, J.D. Cohen, Jack Cavici, James Baker, James Carrier, Carrier, Carrier. Uh, uh, Jan Leppard, Jason Keisler, Jason Sinclair, J from ScienceDiv.com. The Trivial People. Jay Clark, Judge439, uh, Jeff Jenkins, Jeff Millies, Jeff Mullins. Jeff the Human and Maximus the Dog, Jeffrey Barker, Jeffrey Child, Jennifer Leader, Jesse Elliott, Jesse Glass. I'm sorry, Jesse Glassby. Jesse Hendricks, Jesse Tushinsky, Lieutenant Jillian Randles, Lieutenant J.J. Carter, Lieutenant Joe Fermanek, thank you. Uh, Joe Moore, Jesse Tushinsky and I used to work at the Apple Store when that computer was new. That's how old that computer is, Andy. Jesse, can you fix my video card? <laughs> so you need a new display, I'm telling you. Uh, where did I leave off? Joe Moore? Sure, Joe Moran, a.k.a. Muscles Ripley. But what if Joe Fermanek didn't get read? 
Uh, what about J.J. Carter? I don't know. Don't start going back to the top. Joe Sullivan, Joel Greenbow. John Lynn, John Turin, John G., Jonathan Anderson. Yes, you skipped one. Jonathan uh, Sowershell. Jonathan Wentz, Jonathan Misner, Joyce Hudson, Julie Cousins, Julie Phillips, Julie O. Juraville. Juraville? Uh, just there for the buffet. Oh JD no! Sorry, Campbell. bad news. Bad news. What's it's wrong? also just here for the buffet. By the way, just here for the buffet. Yeah, he's not just there. Come on, Andy. You're right. That makes more sense. <laughs> Katie Campbell, Karen Vanoff, Kazia. This song, by the way, reminds me of the start of Arkham Knight. Oh yeah, it's playing. That's when the, uh, the Joker's burning, right? Yep. This is the night. The Batman died. Catherine Shimmons, Kathleen Guzman, Katya Woolishin, Kvart on Facebook and Instagram, Keith Bodela, Kellen Adamson, Kelly Coe, Kelly Newman, Kendra Song, Kevin of Nine, Karen O'Sullivan, Kieran, Kim Vilsack, Kip Corbett, and Cody Stanley. Thank you. Kristen Scalisi, the goddess of of cards, Christopher Fanaghi, Lieutenant Kyle Thompson, Lady Charlie Whitmore, Lance Daniel Hepper, Lauren Gleason, the donkey of prey, Lawrence Yetner Jr., uh, Leon Kassab, Lee Chapman, Linda Dilbeck, Linnea Thunsell, Lisa Simpson, <gasps> Lisa Simpson, Lizzie D, Lissy D, uh, Lorraine Denman, Lucas Bishop, and Lucas Swain, as well as Luke Morgan Rowe, Mandy Fitzgerald, Marcello Vida, Marcus Erlinson, Marie Capasso, Mark Mitchell, Mark Redenius, Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Oh, let me take all the mats. Ready? Yep. Matt Burke, Matt Mangus, Matt Schaefer, Matt Wright, Matthew Dillon, Matthew L. Went, Matthew Tiberius Burns. Michael Froesh, who we've heard from. Microwaved Beef. (laughs) Microwaved Beef, we couldn't do it without you. Mike Gaylord, Mike Jones, Lieutenant Commander Mike Mann. Mike Danger Webster, Mikey Melton, Miriam Centeno. Molly Murphy White, Mr. Bundy, Nathan Hanley, Neil Studd, Nick, Nicholas Jones, Nick G, Nick G, No Contaban Con Me Astucia. Uh, Pat E, Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk, Paul Carley, Paul Sharp, Paul Peter Stern, Philip Gerst, Preston Foster, Pre- Professor X, Rachel Dylan Snyder, Raymond, Remy, Ricardo Santiago, Richard Davis, Richard Jackson, Richard Phillips, Risa Kauchuk. Risa, Risa Kachuk, I know that. Rob, Rob Baptiste, Rob Sabine, Rob Trevino, Robert Denton, Robert Olson. Thank you to Roberto, to Robin Larson, to Ron LeBlanc, to Ron Veenstra. Ross McLeod, and then it was will probably be Rutger Hauer. <laughs> Rutger Hauer! Oh, you did it. This guy, he knows the order. I love that he listens. Thank you. <laughs> Ryan uh, Hecht, Ryan Solo, Sandra M, Scott Burnett, Scott Landles. Uh, Scouter Echo of the Fifth Kitchener Beavers Colony. Sean, Simon Harper, Shriekenar, Stephen uh, Herman, Stephen Price, Stephen White, Steve Thomas, Stephen Cotter, Stephen Small, Stevie Marie Nickel. How do you say that one? I would say it's probably... Takalanui? 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 Again, if anybody wants a correct pronunciation, put it right next to their name, where your name is in the Patreon. Terry Hunter, Lieutenant Terry Hunter, the great and Lieutenant the Great and Terrible Lizak, the Kembles. The Dude Never Bowls, Thomas Nettleson, Thomas T. Rikerson, Tim Collins, Tim Seabell, 
Tim, Tim Shields, Timothy Cullen, Tina Raudio, Tish Wheeler, Todd Meyer, Tom Kelsell, Tony, I'm standing right behind you, Lynn, Tony King, to- Tracy Cecil. Uh, Trenton Hoyt, Troy Ray, Tucker Powers, Tyler Rosewood, Tyson uh, Klein, Van Feelen. Vanilla Thunder, Wesley Crushing Dad Ass, uh, Will Holsclaw, William, William Temin, Winston Stauffer. Uh, that is everyone. It. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for making this podcast possible. If you would like to make it possible, head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. You want more pod? Guess what? It's sitting there. Uh, I just realized the people at the very top who paid more money uh, managed to get their names up first because they paid a little bit more money than no. the 1701. Well, slightly. No? Um, Pretty tricky. But, yeah, it's also alphabetical, though. Uh-huh. All right, well, what else? I mean, look, uh, Andy, you're always looking for a loophole because you're yeah, like, true. why don't I know this loophole? That is true. I'm always looking to way to improve my life. But I will say that there are people, the the, the clever, uh, mostly there are clever people, Jed Jurgens and Derek Atkinson in particular are clever enough to pay, pay one cent more. Yeah. <laughs> what does that do for them? Gets them to the top. Oh, there you go. That's the that's the cleverness of them. Yeah. And then we have uh, Reginald Pennybottom, Anders Peterson, and Amber Schmidt, who are like, no, 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 I'm going more than one penny. Right. So, thank you to those people. Anyway, good peoples. Speaking of good peoples, I wish our transporter chief was around. <laughs> yeah, where is he? He's probably sleeping. He's like, I Maybe wasn't expecting you guys to record two days in a row. Maybe he lost his memory. Oh, does he know who he is? Oh, I would have loved to have seen Chief O'Brien in that episode. Might be. Disengage, folks. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda. P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.